With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Friday, August 2nd, 2019, and welcome to episode 706 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you. As we get said, of course, as always, to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. Of course, we will start things off with our Wrestling News and Views here segment, which will be brought to us by our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice, represented here tonight by the Iceman, J.D. Jared D. Geronimo. J.D. is a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer and also part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoot.com. <clears throat> of course, the human suplex machine, John Gross, is, of course, taking Friday off today, tonight. So I'll be handling your SM history and birthdays here for this evening. Before we get underway with, of course, the itinerary for tonight, let's go ahead and bring JD in and say welcome to him on what should be, of course, a 100% prime choice explosive. And uh, you better you better believe uh, tougher than Hulk Spitz Dynamic, episode 706 of Revolution. Absolutely. Thank you very much here, J.D. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, there's a little bit of a rough start to our live video feed, and we're hoping to get that up here momentarily. But I will go ahead and tell you ahead of time that it is going to be tonight from our group dedicated to the AWA. AWA U.S. History Lives. And hopefully we'll get that. We'll, 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 <clears throat> we'll uh, <clears throat> and hopefully here right underway, uh, we'll, we'll get it up here. But, of course, I will let you know it is at Facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash <clears throat> uh, history live, A- AWA history, I'm sorry, AWA, let's see, 
I'll say it in this event since I can AWA US history. Yes, that, that is that is correct. Okay. <clears throat> um, and also, of course, if you want to join us through talkshoe.com, the phone number as always is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 138055-pound. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and anything we're going to talk about here this evening, which um, is probably not going to be a whole lot here tonight, folks. In addition, but of course, in this show, news and, view, news and views and history and birthdays, of course, we hope to hear, of course, from some more folks popping on here tonight, including, of course, our own Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, as well as, of course, our Friday Night Delight, Danny from Mill Park, on their thoughts about what's been going on here in the wrestling news scene here this week, including, of course, <clears throat> Their thoughts on, of course, the four-year anniversary of the passing of Rowdy Rodney Piper. And, of course, yesterday, sadly, the untimely passing of WWE Hall of Famer Harley Race. So we'll be talking, we'll be, we'll definitely be having a lot of things to throw out there, of course, all during, all during the night here, ladies and gentlemen. It will be, you thought last Friday was really, really deep. I think tonight may be about the same, maybe even a little bit more deep. Let's go ahead and get underway here, folks, as we get started with our wrestling news and views here segment. And, of course, here to bring it here to us from King Ice is the Iceman, Jared D. Geronimo. J.D., what's going on here in the wrestling news scene this evening? In an interview with the New York Post, Natalia said that she thinks that Ronda Rousey will eventually return to the WWE, but that Rousey is just focused on having a family right now. Here are the list of highlights. On Ronda's impact, Natty said the following. I love Ronda, and I know she's a controversial person. She's very polarizing. Either you really love her or you really hate her. But Ronda loves it. That's what sold tickets to UFC. That's what sold tickets to WWE. On whether or not she'll be back in WWE, she said the following. Ronda, I think, misses it a lot, and I think she really does. I think she wants to come back, however, mind you. But I think she's so focused on having a family, and that's something. When she makes a promise to somebody, she stands by her word. And she really wants to have a family, and she's really focused on that with her husband, Travis, right now. So I believe that right now, that is her main focus. But I also think she still has a lot of unfinished business in WWE. And so for me, because she kind of fell in love with it more than she even realized she would, I think she'll be back. But it's all about timing. I just think her family's coming first right now, and I think every woman can relate to that. On her match with Wanda, she said the following, We got to call that match in the ring, and very few women can do that, and I'm proud to say we called it an 18-minute match in the ring with literally just our passion. I don't think Wanda even knew she could do that. To me, I was so impressed with her in that night and that she was able to go with, without having to have practices or rehearsals. No. She and I literally walked through the curtain, met each other in the ring, and we just went at it. We wrestled. We wrestled our hearts out. By the end of it, both of us were covered in blood, sweat, and tears. But that's what this industry is all about. And Rhonda showed me that night that she definitely belonged, however. Meanwhile, however, talking about returns, however, the former Enzo More is heading back to the ring this month, however, announcing his return on a new podcast appearance. Amore, who now goes by Enzo professionally, appeared on the Store Horseman podcast and during his appearance announced that he would be returning to the ring at Northeast Wrestling's show at the Mid-Hudson Civic Center two weeks from tonight. Amore noted that he has yet to choose an opponent, however, but that he would rather face an opponent under 205 pounds, however. He also teased an appearance for NEW earlier this month when he shared a now-deleted Instagram post 
of the poster for NEW's Under the Stars, which took place a couple of weekends ago. Amore said that at the time that he and Kurt Angle, who was scheduled to appear at the event, had, quote, a lot in common. He is yet to wrestle since he was released by WWE in January of last year, though he and Big Cass, now simply known as C-A-Z-X-L, appeared at ROH slash NJPW slash G1 Supercard back in April and attacked the Briscoes in Bully Ray. Meanwhile, speaking of uh, independent shows, tonight Mick Foley, Jerry the King Lawler, Billy Gunn and Company, however, are in my neck of the woods of Pittsburgh, however, doing a show, however, and of course I have a few friends who are at that show. I will be talking to them tomorrow, and hopefully next week we'll get an update on how that show went. Meanwhile, however, the October 2nd AEW on TNT television event that will be held at Washington, D.C.'s Capital One Center sold out today on the first day that tickets went on sale, however. Meanwhile, however, in other news, however, WWE has canceled live events for this week's SmackDown and Monday's events, however. Saturday's event, however, that will be held at the EA Diddle Arena, at the Davis S. Palmer Arena, and at the Wings Event Center in Kalamazoo. All three shows, however, in Bowling Green, Kentucky, Danville, Illinois, and Kalamazoo, Michigan, have been canceled for the weekend. The WWE SmackDown. Meanwhile, however, as we told you last night, however, it looks like that Raw and SmackDown will go back to separate brands, however, and do separate storylines starting in October. And finally, Monday's WWE Raw scored a 1.65 rating down from the 2.12. Like I said, the show drew a week ago. Raw, of course, averaged 2.321 million viewers down from the 3.093 million average from last week. It was a year ago at this time, however, Raw did, of course, a 2.0 rating with 2.90 million viewers, however, considering, however, believe it or not, the rating was expected to fall from the previous week's Raw reunion. The sad part is that they brought in all those extra viewers for the extra viewers for the reunion, I should say, and somehow managed to lose viewers this week compared to the standard show from a few weeks ago, which delivered a 1.72 rating. Thank you very much there, uh, J.D. Of course, J.D. along with King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith is King Ice, your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. They bring you all the news that's fit to print here in the WWS Radio Network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always... <clears throat> If the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, Super Blue and Duct Tape, you cannot beat that old-fashioned combination. Here is our wrestling history here uh, for today, August the 2nd. 57 years ago, uh, that's right, 57 years ago today, which would put it at 1962, in GTS's neck of the woods, Toronto, Ontario, Canada, Bruno San Martino defeated Buddy Rogers, to win the NWA World Heavyweight title. San Martino, however, refused the title due to Rush Rogers suffering a groin injury during the match. 27 years, 27 years ago today, which would put it at, uh, let me see here, uh, 1992. Let's see. Yeah, that's right. In Baltimore, Maryland, Ron Simmons defeated Big Van Vader to win the WCW World Heavyweight title. Simmons was the benefit of good fortune that night. Sting, the originally scheduled challenger, was taken out of the world title match by the debuting Jake the Snake Roberts. You may remember, of course, Roberts from his six-year run, from his six-year run in the WWF. His run ended following WrestleMania eight when he did not get a position on the creative team in the wake of Pat Patterson being involved in the sexual harassment scandal. Feeling betrayed, Robin Roberts threatened to no-show WrestleMania unless he was granted an outright release following the event. 
just before <clears throat> just before Robert's 90-day no-compete clause expired, Kip Allen Frey stepped down from WCW and was replaced by Bill Watts. Because Roberts and Watts had issues dating back to their days in Mid-South Wrestling, Jake ended up taking a massive pay cut, as he estimated in the in the two. This is, of course, they said it came out in 06, but actually the 05 DVD "Pick Your Poison." Roberts went on for making 3.5 million a year for just two hundred thousand dollars annually, with the contract Jake signed with Frey made null and void. With Roberts taking that taking out Sting. A raffle was held to determine who would get the shot, and Simmons got the lucky draw. With his win in the evening's main event, Simmons became the first African-American to hold a major world title in wrestling, though some dispute that the first to do so was Bobo Brazil in the early 1960s. Bobo won the title from Buddy Rogers in 1962. Brazil refused the title when Rogers claimed a groin injury. However, of course, a later medical exam revealed that Rogers was not injured, leading the title to Change the stand. This rain lasting for a little over two months is unfortunately another one that's not recognized by the NWA, although I think it also should be. Uh, all of them should be because that's just throwing, throwing it right back in their face, saying they didn't do, they didn't accomplish anything. My Simmons' run as world champion didn't last long either, and what would be one of Bill Watts' final acts as WCW boss, he put the world title back on Vader in late December. As for Roberts, his run in WCW lasted barely more than a cup of coffee, leaving the company after just three months. Uh, 21 years ago today, which would put it at let's see, 1998, ECW presented Heat Wave 98 from the Hera Arena in Dayton, Ohio. 4,376 were in attendance, with about 73,000 homes watching on pay-per-view, though some estimates have it as high as 100,000 homes. In any event, it's the most watched ECW pay-per-view in the company's brief history. Here are the matches that took place. In a dark match, Balls Mahoney and Axel Rotten defeated Tracy Smothers and Little Guido of the FBI. Justin Incredible defeated Jerry Lynn. Candido defeated Lance Storm. Masato Tanaka defeated Mike Awesome. Sabu and RVD defeated Hayabusa and Jinsei Shinzaki to retain the ECW World Tag Team titles. Taz defeated Bam Bam Bigelow via submission in a false count anywhere match to retain the FTW, FTW title. And, of course, the team of Tommy Dreamer, the Sandman, and Spike Dudley defeated Bubba Ray, Devon, and Big Dick Dudley. Let's see. 16 years ago today would put it at 2003. Yes. Full Impact Pro Wrestling is born from the arena in St. Petersburg, Florida. Created by Sal Hamayoi, FIP, based out of Florida, was a sister promotion to Ring of Honor. The two promotions worked with one another until 2009. The next year, Hamamoy, along with former ROH booker Gabe Sapolsky, created the World Wrestling Network, which included Dragon Gate USA and its flagship promotion, Evolve Wrestling. Of course, Dragon Gate USA folded in 2014. WWN Live in recent years has added Shine Wrestling in 2012 and Smile Battle earlier in early in 2017. Viva La Lucha and American Combat Wrestling are also part of WWN. Full Impact Pro went dark from November 2011 to February 2013, but has resumed running shows about once a month since that time. Yeah, FIP they events. Also said, they also said this too. Oh, 
Mr. Timer, do you ever get that hungry feeling after school? Boy, I do. I'm so hungry, I could eat a wagon wheel. When I'm slow on the draw and I need something to chaw, I hanker for a hunk of cheese. When my ten gallon hats a feeling five gallons flat, I got something planned, which is little cheese sandwiches. I'm oh, I remember that from the old, old ABC back in the 80s, man. I have 70s and 80s. I remember that all too well. FIP events, of course, can be streamed on uh, Flow Slam, a collaboration of WWN Live and Flow Sports. Here are the matches that took place at this event. Hector Guerrero defeated Aaron Epic. The Hellraisers, Axis and Python, defeated the Heartbreak Express, Phil Davis and Sean Davis. Cahagas, is how you pronounce it, defeated Dagon Briggs and Thunderbolt Norton in a three-way dance. Steve Madison defeated Jason Moore. Jason spelled J-A-I-S-O-N. Uh, Mike Graham defeated Steve Madison. Kid Romeo defeated Big Big Wood in a male review match. <laughs> Big Wood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> JD, he said Wood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, David Young defeated Gangrel by DQ. And Mike Austin defeated Just Incredible and New Jack in a three-way dance. Uh, let's see. 14 years ago today, which would put it at 2005, at a Velocity taping in Bridgeport, Connecticut, Nunzio defeated Paul London to win the Cruiserweight title. This is the only title change in the four-year history of Velocity. Uh, 11 years ago today, 2008, the Rick This Perl is how Peter I remember. Oh, Lord, how much we're trying to sound as happy as it did back in the day, I guess. There you go. Uh, 11, 11 years ago today, back in 2008, Ric Flair was released from WWE just four months after his retirement match at WrestleMania 24, citing he wanted to work outside of the company when doing appearances. Flair, who requested his release, began his second and longest run with the company in late 2001 as the storyline co-owner of the WWF. He returned to the ring in 2002 and would be a part of the Four Horsemen inspired group Evolution. Flair would compete in the, the, the would complete the WWE Triple Crown during his second run with an Intercontinental title and three World Tag Team title wins. Flair was inducted into the Hall of Fame the night before his retirement match. Flair would go to have his last professional match just before Bound for Glory in September 2011. In May 2012, Flair tried to get fired from TNA, leading to the continuing Flair would eventually be fired from the promotion. Flair returned to WWE in December 2012 and has been with the company in an ambassadorial role, of course, ever since. <clears throat> Let's see here. Yes, yes. 11 years ago today, put at 2008, uh, Ring of Honor presented Death Before Dishonor 6 from the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. The Briscoe brothers, Jay and Mark, defeated the Vulture Squad, Ruckus and Jigsaw. Chris Hero defeated Delirious. 
Eddie Edwards defeated Roderick Strong. Brent Albright defeated Adam Pearson in the NWA World Title. Austin Aries defeated Jimmy Jacobs and Necro Butcher. Now Michi Marafuji defeated Joe Shiozaki. Kevin Steen and El Generico, who of course we would now know as Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, defeated the Motor City Machine Guns. Of course, Alex Shelley and Chris Saban. And of course, Nigel McGuinness defeated Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli, and Tyler Black in a four-way elimination match to attain of course, Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli, and Tyler Black, we would all know later on as Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, and Seth Rollins. Is that right? Correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, today, uh, <clears throat> uh, let's see. Uh, today is a happy, let me see, 55th birthday for Jorge Ernesto Guzman Rodriguez. But Lucha Libre fans know him better as the legendary El Hijo de Santo. Sometimes called Santito, Jorge would be the only child of ten to follow his legendary father's footsteps into the wrestling business. Again, his career without his father's blessing in February 1982, he would don the legendary silver mask, tights, and cape worn by El Santo by the end of the year after he finished college. Though he never became the cultural icon his father did, El Hijo de Santo would become successful in his own right. Winning Rookie of the Year honors in 1983 and winning the UWA light heavyweight world lightweight title in 1985 he added the uwa and wwa's welterweight titles in 1991 late that year he landed in the newly formed triple a his signature feud in triple a came in 1994 against the american stable los gringos locos culminating in a classic versus match at when worlds collide the duo of el hijo de santo and octagon defeated la paraja de terror Art Barr and Eddie Guerrero. Santito left for CMLL to make sure found objections to an evil El Santo angle. Perhaps El Hijo de Santo's biggest rival, Jose Casas Ruiz, also known as Negro Casas. In 1987, Santito defeated Negro Casas in a Luchas de uh, Espoetas uh, <clears throat> as a bet match, and in this case, it was for Negro Casas' hair. The few reunited when Santo joined CMLL in 1995. The two met at the 63rd anniversary of Casas winning. The match became a double turn for the men, with Casas turning face during Santo's absence. El Hijo de Santo joined the Rudo side when he, disguised as El Felino, or Negro Casas' brother, joined Scorpio Jr. and Bestia Saveje in an assault on Casas. Fans were so irate, fistfights broke out in the crowd. The feud ended at CMLL's 64th anniversary show in September 1997, with Santo avenging his defeat from the previous anniversary show. El Hijo de Santo would eventually rejoin the side of the, of the Technicos following the bout. And believe it or not, the two rivals won the CMLL right World back. Tag Team title in March of 1999. Save for a brief spell in 2000 when he had a disagreement with management, as sabbatical in 2002, El Hijo de Santo remained in CMLL until 2004. Since leaving CMLL, El Hijo de Santo has wrestled primarily on Mexico's independent circuit and ran his own promotion, Toto X El Toto. In 2007, the promotion ran a 25th anniversary, 25-year anniversary show celebrating El Hijo de Santo's 25 years in the wrestling business. The show aired on Televisa, the leading TV network for Hispanic American audiences. This was seen as an accomplishment as Televisa rarely aired independent promotions. 
he would lose three times on the show and won the main event of a Revilo Suicidas tournament. The losers advance, and the winning team had to fight one another in a bet match, unmasking Pentagon Black in the final. The next year, El Hijo de Santo was honored by the World Boxing Council as the WBC wrestling champion for his contributions to the wrestling business. Though it was an honorary title, he defended it a few times, including on, on a tour in London, England. His last championship win came in May 2013. Yes, when he and Blue Demon Jr. defeated Brian Cage and Derek Sanders for the Pro Wrestling Revolution Tag Team titles. That November, Santo announced he was taking an indefinite leave to repair damage in his, spot, in his spinal area. The damage was worse than imagined. And in February 2014, El Hijo de Santo retired after 32 years in the wrestling business. One of his sons has followed him into the, into the wrestling business, originally wrestling as, as El Nieto de Santo and Tempestad. He recently adopted the ring name El Santo Jr. Like his father, El Hijo de Santo has crossed over into mainstream Mexican media, appearing in several films, most notably Infra Terrestre in 2000, and Neil Mascaris vs. the Aztec Mummy in 2007. He was a star of an animated series for Cartoon Network Mexico in 2004 entitled Santo Contra Los Clones, or Santo vs. the Clones. He also has, has also dabbled in charity work, becoming <clears throat> the spokesperson for environmental nonprofit Wild Coast. El Hijo de Santo undefeated in wager matches such as Mask vs. Mask, He's won 64 out of 64 matches, was ranked, ranked among the top 20 singles wrestlers in the world by Pro Wrestling Illustrated in 2003 and 2004, is among the top 100 singles wrestlers in the PWI years in 2003. In 1997, El Hijo de Santo was inducted into the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame. So happy, happy, let's see, what, what, did, I, what did I say here? Uh, happy 55th birthday, of course, to the son of El Santo, El Hijo de Santo. So happy birthday to him today. And that's all we've got for our wrestling history and birthdays here for the evening. <clears throat> and uh, JD, thank you very much, sir, sir, for the wrestling news and views here for tonight. 1605-562-0444, caller ID 138055-pound. This is episode, of course, 706 of WWS Revolution for Friday, August 2nd, 2019. Mr. WWS, Chad Henshaw, as well as the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, along alongside here tonight. Of course, our live video feed, we finally got up and uh, established uh, from uh, AWA US History Lives. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, let me repeat that because I kind of messed up the web address for this that way, just in case if you're interested. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash AWA US History is where that is indeed. <clears throat> uh, ladies and gentlemen, we do have now a couple of folks coming in here on the line. Uh, <clears throat> uh, first off, let's go ahead and bring both of them in, in here. Of course, uh, <clears throat> of course, first off, let's bring in, of course, he is a he is a holder of several of our belts here in our Trivia Championship Series, including he is one-third of the AAA U.S. World Trios Champions alongside Michelle He's also one half the OWN US <clears throat> uh, uh, tag team titles along with JD. Uh, also, he's the holder of the WWS. Uh, let's see, I see Iron Man Heavy Metal Weight Championship, and also and and several others here as well. <clears throat> and 
and also and and also and also coming in on the line here uh, is a 2017 WWS Hall of Famer. He's known as uh, this man is known as the Heartbreak Kid here in the, in the radio network circles. Also, of course, a Raw radio contributor. And of course, you think of, you think of his nickname here, folks. Of course, you know that uh, you know he does a, he does a, a little particular something, and I will say what that is here in just one second. First off, let's bring in the first person, gentleman, I just introduced. Ladies and gentlemen, I now bring to you the Friday Night Delight. Hey, how's it going, guys? Okay. All right, Jenny. And also, ladies and gentlemen, of course, yeah, our other gentlemen, of course, sitcom Happy Days. Uh, you can think of, of course, like I said, of one of the central characters doing a little something. Uh, well, just like this. He went, hey. Fonzie's on with us as well. We do, we do welcome, of course, Danny from Oak Park and the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie here tonight with 706 Revolution. Gentlemen, we welcome you here to <clears throat> but uh, anyway, like I said here, um, obviously, of course, uh, of course, as myself, JD, and Fonzie have talked about all week long here, uh, we of course have a lot to mention here. Of course, going on here in the wrestling, wrestling, uh, wrestling front here. Of course, what's happened with Raw and SmackDown, lost of announcement SummerSlam, uh, some more news I'm sure involving AEW. Um, of course, I'm sure, Danny, you probably also heard uh, that this past Wednesday was the four-year anniversary, of course, of the passing of Hall of Famer Rowdy Roddy Piper. And, of course, obviously, I'm sure you did hear that yesterday we did lose another Hall of Famer in the form of the one and the only Harley Grace. So, J.D., I hope you have your drink ready to go. I, find I, hope, I, have, I hope you have something to uh, drink on here and uh, munch on here a little bit. Well, gentlemen, we are going to actually take a we're going to actually take a little bit of a back seat here for just a few moments, and we're going to let Danny. I know Danny's got a lot to spill, and we don't mean that literally. <laughs> he's, going to, he's going to have a lot to talk about here. Um, you know, that, that's what's been going on here, of course, in the rest of the news scene this week. So, uh, Danny, we give you now, of course, the floor of seven hundred six of Revolution to give us your take about it, what has going on here here in the world of wrestling here from the past week. So, Danny, please go ahead and do so while J.D., Fonzie, and I just sit back, listen, and relax. Please go ahead. Thank you very much, Chad, J.D., Fonzie, um, and WCW U.S. Nation. Man, it's a pleasure to be back here. Um, last Friday, um, I had all kinds of technical issues. It was just insane. The Wi-Fi was down. The whole thing, man, it was just awful, and I couldn't really do anything, so that's that explains my absence last week. Um, so, yeah, um, very, very sad news this week. Um, we lost one of the all-time greatest champions there ever was. I mean, you put, him in, you put Harley Race in names like Ric Flair, Bruno San Martino, Hulk Hogan, The Rock, Stone Cold, you know, just the upper echelon of great champions that there ever was. Um, he wasn't, he, he didn't have, he, he was like in the same vein as, as um, Jake the Snake Roberts where 
he didn't have to scream and shout and be all boisterous. Nah, nah, his, his was a quiet cool. And, you know, he subtly lets you know that you could get in the ring with him. He's going to twist you. He's going to break you. And he's going to have fun doing it. Um, on my Facebook timeline, I follow a few MMA fighters. And, man, what a bunch of jock douchebag meatheads. They're having to boast and, and let people know that, that, oh, I'm so badass. Oh, I'm a badass right over here. Harley Race, guys like Harley Race, they never had to do that. You know, you, you're a true badass not because you say you are. It's because not only your peers, but the fans will let you know. They'll let you know how badass you are. And across the board, worldwide, Harley Race was that guy, man. He, you know, he didn't have to boast about how badass he was. He let his wrestling do his talking. And we all knew right away. Those who watched him, those, you know, that fired up their WWE networks and, and have gotten, mm-hmm. you know, spent the time looking up his matches, man, you know right away, this guy was legit. This guy, man, and you, you didn't cross uh, Harley Race. You just didn't do it. You know, um, he has... He has, not had, he, he will always have the respect of countless generations then, now, and forever. He's going to be, he's, he is one of those names that you, you talk about greatness, eight times the world champion. Yeah, that's greatness right there. That's badass right there. Yeah. Uh, the first uh, United States champion, um <laughs> Uh, King of the Ring before it was a thing, you know, when he was King Harley Race. <laughs> um, uh, did I say something funny? No, Fuzzy's laughing at something, I think. Okay. Um, and just a, 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 a true icon. So he was so respected that um, when CM Punk was in, uh, like, a developmental, like, I think, I think it was uh, OVW. Um, a bunch of the students and trainers, they went out to dinner. And I think it was Harley Race's birthday or something. Out of respect for Harley Race, CM Punk took a shot. That's how well respected he was. He, was so respe- he is so respected that a straight-edge guy can do the right thing and take a shot for the man. Now, that's respect. That is full-on respect right there. So, you know, there will never be another one like him. So, on behalf of WCW US Station, our condolences to the friends and family of the King Harley Race. Man, what a, what a true legend. People, teach your kids about this guy. Fire up your WWE networks. Go on to YouTube. However, however you got to do it to see footage of this greatness that will never, ever, ever be forgotten anywhere in the world of professional wrestling. Um, yeah, and this was also uh, the four-year anniversary of the loss of Roddy Roddy Piper. 
against Matt. Now, he was boisterous. He was loud. He was obnoxious. And we loved every single minute of it. We loved it. I loved it, man. I mean, you know, I, I've always rooted for the bad guys in movies at a very young age. And then when I started watching wrestling <laughs> and saw this guy, oh, my God, man, you hated him. But, but you loved him, you know. And, you know, he, he was that bad guy that you could really get behind. So, you know, again, there will never be another one like him either. Yeah. So, and, and a great acting career. Man, They Live, one of the great, great movies, one of the best fight scenes in movie history between uh, Nada and Keith David, who is a, another badass actor right there. Love him. but. Yep. Yeah, what what you you look up great uh, movie fights? That's going to be on every single list. I guarantee it. Um, going into the shows now. Um, so we had Raw this past Monday. Um, starting out with the twenty four seven title in a mixed tag team match, in which our truth won. I don't know what constituted that being a mosh pit. Because if you want to know about mosh pits, you come see me, okay? I'm a veteran. I know mosh pits. I finally got to experience the Slayer Pit called my retirement because I knew it wasn't going to get any better than that, any more brutal than that. If you've ever heard the legends of the Slayer Pits, they are absolutely 100% true. So well, I just want to put that one out there, but... um. Yeah, so our truth ended up winning the match. And then the, quote-unquote, here's those stupid air quotes, mosh pit came into the ring, dogpiled him, and at the bottom of that pile was one Mike Kanellis. Congratulations to him. Finally, a little something-something on his resume there. But then he runs back, locks himself into, like, a room for officials or whatever he's, Nobody else can get in. All of a sudden, old wifey comes along, pounding on the door, saying the one thing I never thought I'd ever hear on a professional wrestling show. You got young children listening, just brace yourself. Mike, if you don't open this door right now, I'm going to kick you in the vagina. <laughs> You know that one scene in, in The Naked Gun where everybody uh, slaps their heads at the same time? Yeah, that's, oh, that, that, was, uh, what, that was what was happening across the nation in the different time zones when everybody saw that. Uh, yeah. How this could keep going on, I don't know. I don't know what the payoff is outside of. Um, Mike Kanellis is going to run down Maria with the Dodge, talking about he did it for the rock. He did it for the people. This guy, I feel so sorry for him. Um, I, I don't know. I, I would never allow, if I was a wrestler, I would never allow myself to be in a storyline like that. I'd say no. No, I don't care if I get fired. No, I'm not doing this. That, that, I, it's just painful to watch on a weekly basis. Um, this Mike Bennett 
deserves so much better. He is a he is a really good wrestler, man. A, a good hand to have on any roster in professional wrestling. I, I loved him in TNA, man. He 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 was going places, man. I don't know how far in TNA, but you know he he was one of those names, steady working, good matches, and he can go. I don't I, I don't know if Vince McMahon thinks this shit's funny. I don't find it funny at all. I, I never th- ever thought I'd ever t- t- turn off professional wrestling and see something like that. It's pathetic. It's it's mind-numbing. And now we got a pregnant 24-7 champion after she destroyed him mentally by making him lie on the on his back on the ground while she covered him with his with her high heel. That is embarrassing. Mike Bennett is officially buried. And you would figure he'd get buried by somebody with the likes of, uh, you know, one of the great barriers of all time, Triple H or something. But no. It was his snookums. I, I can never see myself with somebody like that. I thought Tommy Lauren was a place where hard-ons went to die. Well, I can count Maria uh, Canellis in that mix, too. I do not find her sexually attractive at all. Her attitude and the way she treats that bum is pathetic. And it, it makes her uglier beyond repro- reproach. Um, but um, the last, the last, um, in the last hour of Raw, though, it picked up pretty good. Um, not a bad match between uh, Seth and Dahl, but then all of a sudden, here comes Brock Lesnar out of nowhere. No reports about him being on that night. Nobody talking about him. He was backstage. Did nothing. Not a damn thing. So, that, you know, good job on WWE for that. I, I got to give them credit for that. It was a total shock and surprise. And then the epic beatdown that came. How many F5s on that, on a stand, on a, unfolded steel chair on the top of it? I counted six or Man, seven. Just on that chair alone, yeah. I mean, he was getting, Seth Rollins was getting destroyed, decimated, internal bleeding. He could probably have a punctured lung for all we know. I mean, that, 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 looked, that looked shoot. But you, you know, you, you don't, you don't kayfabe, uh, landing on the top of a steel chair like that, especially that many times. Um, and then um, all of a sudden, a, a backstage a brawl happens between Roman, the Usos, and we got the, the OC, California, and uh, Samoa Joe. Um, just out of nowhere. Um, and then, I guess, I, I, I'm trying to remember it, but uh, Roman, he uh, got Joe off the time to, to at least tend to his friend. Where was Becky Lynch? Where was his snookums? No, she was nowhere to be found. If, if, that, if they were really dating, she would be crying at his side, 
on the way to that ambulance, as she would have gotten in that ambulance with him. Yeah, that, yeah, I, I, I smell a bigger sham uh, relationship than uh, Troy McClure and uh, Patty uh, Bouvier. Big time sham. Of course, we already knew that. But then, all of a sudden, the uh, as the ambulance is starting to go, it stops. Brock Lesnar's in front of that ambulance, and he tells that ambulance driver, don't you move. He complied. Proceeded to whip him, whip Seth Rollins out of that uh, ambulance, strapped in that gurney, sent him on a ride, and then after it was all tipped over and Seth uh, was unhooked, an F5 on the hardest parts of that gurney. He, if, he, if he shows up on Monday night, I, I, I will lose it. You sell it. You sell those. I do not want to see Seth Rollins on TV. I would be surprised if he did show up at SummerSlam. I mean, that, that's, if he's going to show up, then, you know, you go out there lipping and all broken and stuff, but you do not show your face on Monday night. Because if there's one thing I hate, when people don't do it, it's no-selling. There's no way in hell you can no-sell that beatdown. That was an ass-whooping of epic proportions. I'm pretty sure Mike Tyson was looking on going, damn. Yeah, so, Seth, you better not show your face on, on Monday or Tuesday. That part um, is Danny Doe. They're advertising him here in Pittsburgh. I mean, they've already got him listed. Maybe, maybe teaming up with Braun and Ricochet against the OC uh, and AJ in a six-person tag on Monday. Okay. Um, but then, after all that, we go back into the ring into ringside and... Man, everybody's all brawling. All of a sudden, here comes uh, Cedric Alexander off the Titantron, well, the, the lowest part. Does an awesome dive, something we haven't seen the likes of on Raw in I don't know how long. Um, and then goes goes into the ring, and you know, and the day is, sa- is saved, and. Roman looks strong, and and then we go off the air. So, um, they that was an ending I haven't seen in a very long time like that. Um, and if this is the work of Paul Heyman, okay, pretty good start so far. Let's see more. You 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 can't you know not do stuff like that and not deliver the next week. So I hope the people of Pittsburgh are in for one hell of a show because they paid their hard-earned money. Give them the best damn show you can go out there and do. Um, and I hear a word around the campfire is after uh, SummerSlam that they're going to start slowly but surely phasing out that stupid wild card rule. Thank God. Because it hasn't helped the shows, it's only hurt the shows. Especially when we keep seeing the same people over and over again. Over and over. You know, did you know that sitting in catering right now, you can start a whole other federation with everybody back there that you never see on TV. That's pathetic. That's embarrassing, man. 
used to be rotating out these people a lot. Instead, we, we're seeing the same old faces each and every single week. I mean, it gets, it, it's gotten old. It's been old. And the, the people that are suffering, that, that's it. You know, the, the only way you say battle hard is in battle. Consistently working, having consistent matches. Now, I'm pretty sure there are guys back there that I completely forgot about. That guy's still under contract? Really? I, I find myself saying that all the time. Um, so let's hope these shows coming up, uh, I mean, this is go-home week. So they got they better come correct. Um, cause, yeah, change has got to come, man. But then, um, also, yeah, change is coming. Because AEW, man, we're only two months away now, folks. And they've got their TV deal, and they've got their, uh, their start date. October 3rd, I think it's October 3rd on Wednesday. It's October 2nd. But on that first week of October, man, we're going to see some history in the making. And I know that they're going to be coming off of, they're going to be building on what will be an awesome all-out. What happens between now and then, and then after all-in, or all out is anybody's guess. But they're getting stronger by the day, and man, they're they're gonna they're gonna bring bring us what we want because even they know enough is enough, and we're gonna we're gonna get what we've been asking for for a long time a real serious good show. Oh, certainly. Yeah. So. With that being said, um, that's my opening argument for the week. Um, thank you guys so very much. Fonzie, once again, I apologize. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, I had another phone call while I was waiting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and um, I was laughing because I was watching Sanford and Son. Oh, totally understandable. <laughs> um, here, here's another thing, uh, Danny. I don't think you heard about it today. Um, you know, besides wrestling right now, um, I don't know. Now it's all over the paper, over the news. I don't know if you heard about it. Um, the niece of John F. Kennedy um, died today. Uh, not today. Oh. Yeah, it was yesterday, actually. Um, oh, wow. 22-year-old 22, 22 uh, Mrs. Kennedy. Beautiful girl. She was gonna be yeah, graduate. Yeah. So wow. condolence to uh John F. Kennedy, the whole entire family, um the niece of John F. Kennedy. Um she uh not responsive in the bed and they took oh, her to wow. the hospital and and they took her to the hospital and they pronounced her dead right in the hospital. Yeah. 
So, yeah. Tragic. Uh, I don't know if you heard yeah. that. That's what I'm saying. So, I, I, I heard something about it, but wow, I didn't know it was that. Wow. That, that's yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. She uh, she overdosed on uh, her, I think uh, heroin. She overdosed. They find out that she overdosed. Man, I, I am so anti-opioid, it's not even funny. I know, I know, I know. And, um, you know, like I said, I was laughing because, uh, you know, same first yeah. time. Well, oh, yeah. Tomorrow, oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow is my grandfather 13 years of passing. Oh. It's my, mom, it's my mom's dad uh, 13 years tomorrow. So, yeah. And we used to, he used to watch San Francisco. Um, nice. All, yeah, all in the family by Archie and stuff. Oh, like yeah. That. I was watching that, that yeah. too. So, yeah. I love all that but, old um, stuff, man. Oh, yeah, I know. Tell me about it. I know. So, yeah, but um, like I said, uh, I'm doing okay tonight. Yeah, just. <laughs> it was a shame yeah. I heard about. Uh, J.F. Kennedy's niece, 22-year-old. 22! She was she was about to graduate that's, in college. That's still a baby, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's unbelievable. Like, yo, get these, get these drugs off the streets. Get rid of them. Mm-hmm. You know? That's all you hear is... Overdose or yeah. somebody shooting and shit. I want to hear good. Yeah. I want to hear somebody got married on um, on a boat. You know, something mm-hmm. something something exciting. Like we saw. Yeah. You know, we, uh, you know, like they would say, oh, we saw a guy running naked on the street. That's so much <laughs> funny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, but. It's all you hear, shooting, overdose, uh, you know, all this shit, you know. Yeah, and, pe- and then people just, yeah, that's how and people just all around generally evil. When you overdose, when you, like, take drugs, you're going to find a gun. So get these guns off, the, get these drugs off the street so these people won't get overdose heroin, whatever, crack, and they lose their fucking minds and they go on the street, they find a nice fucking rifle and then they go shoot somebody. Cause they're high. Yeah, I, I, I'm not too far... I, I'm not all that too far away from uh, Gilroy. Yeah? Yeah, and uh, we just, uh, you know, we even here in NorCal... Just had a yeah. the uh, tragedy of the Gilroy shooting. Right, little, little six-year-old kid, man. You know, mm-hmm. amongst two yeah. others. Yeah, yeah that's right. what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, right. and these kids, yeah. then these kids get the guns because their parents are fucked up, and they leave the guns where the the people, their kids can see it. You know, mm-hmm. what the kids gonna do? Oh, that's a fucking toy. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's why education. Yeah, that's why education is important. Yes, yeah. it is. Well, let's yeah. let's shift focus from the uh, outside world. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. Not yeah. 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 I did not because I would just, I just wanted to talk. Wrestling. Yes. Let's get back into wrestling talk. Let me ask you though, uh, Danny. I know Takeovers a week away from tomorrow. They announced two more matches: how Shayna versus Mia, and of course Kansas and Io Shirai. We know Takeovers a week from tomorrow. What are you looking forward to a week from tomorrow? At Takeover in Toronto. Um, that two out of three false match is going to be really good against uh, Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole. Um, yeah. Now, two just scrappy young vet, already young veterans, um, just going out there. They're they're going to work. It's going to be great. Um, I don't know if uh, and I'll have my picks all ready for uh, next week's show and everything. Um, but uh, I don't know what else uh, Shayna Baszler could do at this point. <laughs> you know, yeah. There, there's almost no, no worlds left to conquer for her anymore in NXT. So I yeah. would not be surprised if uh, the Monday after uh, SummerSlam that we see Shayna Baszler. Um, whether or not she's still the champion will remain to be yeah. seen. But there, there's nobody left for her to conquer there no more. She's done it I'll, all. Tell you, I'll tell you the match I'm really looking forward to seeing. However, I'm surprised they didn't throw these guys into the mix in the uh, in the Street Profits Undisputed Era matches: Van Dango and Tyler Breeze, especially with Emory uniting last well, night on NXT. But I'll tell you the match I'm yeah. really looking forward to seeing: the Velveteen Jeez. Dream, Pete Dunne, and Roderick Strong. Those three guys are going to tear it up. I think that's going to be the match. Oh my God! Those three are going to just absolutely steal the show. I think those three are going to go out there and kill it for the crowd. Those three are going to tear it up in Toronto. That's the match I'm looking for. Yeah. That's Cole Gargano. Yeah. I, somebody's yeah, going to get their hand out. broken for sure. Yeah. Oh, no either, doubt. Either Dream or Roger Strong, somebody's yeah. going to get their uh, hand broken. Because when Pete Dunn grabs your hand, yeah, he can manipulate it, and you're at his second will. And he's the best at that. Yes, he just is. watching his matches are just not, not cringe. Like in a way, yeah. but it makes you go, oh my god! Oh yeah! Oh, you gotta do is just do? watch. Oh, you gotta do is go watch watch the match with him and Tyler Bay in Chicago or NXT UK. Yeah, those guys, and, those, and, those and we, good. we all make we all make livings with our hands. You know, yeah. I couldn't imagine yeah. what I would do if I had my hand broken. You know, by oh by yeah, somebody like that. Yeah. And, speak, and speaking of Toronto, what do you think about Trish and Charlotte Flair going at SummerSlam the next night? What do you think of SummerSlam in general? Nine matches are in the card, and rumors that they're talking about playing three more, including Roman versus Daniel Bryan, Ali versus Nakamura, uh, the OC versus uh, the New Day, possibly. What do you think of that? But, uh, that they, they can't have, they can't just throw Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns in there like that. Not without a nice, solid build and letting people just, you know, take it all in. Yeah, um, yeah where that uh, Roman storyline is about to go, I, who knows? Everybody's, you know, thinking, everybody's already got their conclusions and, and their conspiracy theories. Oh, that was Daniel Bryan in the shadows. Come on. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm just going to wait for it to unfold. I have no theories about it. Um but you, you can't just throw a, a match like that just on uh, on a whim. No, that's a that's a WrestleMania worthy match right there. Yeah, they they're not doing a very good job of building up a high profile matches like that. So if they do that, I, I will be one shocked and two disappointed because that would be 
an awesome storyline. So what are they doing? You know, what's the thought process? Right. Well, uh, guys, if I'm if I may, uh, 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 <laughs> um, speaking of, and that's a good segue here. Uh, um, first, and I don't know who that, what that talking is in the background. I need to turn that down just a little bitty bit. Um, apparently, backstage involving Roman Reigns down here, and I have actually have a story right here. Um, if y'all would like to hear what we do, yeah, yep, okay, all right, okay. This is coming from, of course, the site where we normally read our wrestling history. which closed SmackDown this past Tuesday has already been mocked for a variety of reasons. Ridiculously produced, badly acted, and the latest example of WWE promising something that Roman Reigns, of course, Roman Reigns announced his SummerSlam opponent and not delivered. <coughs> but at least, the, at least the scene of a production rig falling on the big dog gave us a mystery, right? Well, WWE launched a quotation marks investigation into the incident and if we take it at face value <coughs> the case is closed and this is what it's and this is what they are saying listen very carefully here in the final moments of this week's smackdown live roman reigns was intended to make a SummerSlam challenge in the backstage area the big dog just barely evaded sheer catastrophe tons of steel um, okay, and that sound is becoming louder, uh, so I need to turn that down. This um, a preliminary investigation has found the incident Tuesday night involving Roman Reigns was caused by a forklift backstage carrying lighting grid that were not properly secured. This was an update to the story at 10 40 a.m. Eastern this morning. Or I believe it's I believe that's right. It has now been determined that the who's with That was me, what's the one? Okay, contact was out the reading It has now been determined that the incident in question was specifically caused by forklift driver errors. Setting aside the glorious hyperbole of of describing this. Um, as tons of steel beams plummeting towards rains in a near miss and quotation marks catastrophe, what are we to make of this storyline development? They spotted Buddy Murphy walking away from the scene, and while we want to see that match as much as the next mark, they don't think WWE books it for SummerSlam, and they don't see how this advances that story. The more credible rumors that Roman will face Daniel Bryan in Toronto on Sunday, August 11th, but we're not sure how this gets us there, unless, of course, Bryan's revelation about what I have to do to bring about the WWE and how an ally himself with the fan, finding Wayne's issues with Vincent Shane from earlier this year, funding Tuesday's accident, and getting this quotation marks investigation as a cover up. 
why, of course, doing some fancy booking made the online detective who think Murphy was involved or right, and he's doing Daniel Bryan's corporate back revolution. Or perhaps this was one of those things Vince was allegedly rewriting while the show was going on. He changed his mind, and of course, obviously, we'll never hear of it again. Uh, <clears throat> of course, another update here that he says the identity of the forklift driver has not yet been at that time, that's the convention. They won't be dropping this story. I have a poll up asking if you believe the results of their own uh, of their own uh, in, investigation. And of course, there's a thing, a thing on Twitter, WWE, saying if you want to vote here, and, and this was as of 12:31 p.m. this uh, this this afternoon. About uh, there's uh, about. 20 about 20,000 people had voted, and I, I'm not sure what the full, full, full results of that as of yet is, but I'm sure we'll find some more out about this. So, gentlemen, I bring this I, based on what was just said here. JD, Danny, Fonzie, was, um, this, was this caused by error or was this something, something pre planned? That was no forklift. I I should know because I worked on forklifts. Um, a forklift makes all kinds of noise <coughs> when operated, especially when backing up. Um, yeah, if that was the case, that forklift driver would have been fired. His license would have been revoked. All kinds of stuff. Um, yeah, that that was definitely no forklift. Because, like I said, man, a forklift makes a lot of noise, and I, I, I should know. <laughs> I, I was in the business, so WWE can, uh, can sell those wolf tickets someplace else. Because I'm not buying. You good. All right, JD, what do you think about this? What's that? I was I I I did I did take an important call. Sorry about it. It's very important. Okay. Apparently, they're saying this thing involving Roman Reigns on SmackDown Tuesday night was apparently not possibly caused by a, another superstar. Apparently, it was caused by forklift driver error. Well, a lot of people have had guesses on who it should be. A lot of people said Buddy Murphy. A lot of people said Daniel Bryan, of course, because. Uh, Basically, Eric Rowan, the big, tall, redwood, red-beard guy, however, is trying to set this up. That's why Daniel Bryan isn't saying much right now. A lot of people are saying it could be Samoa Joe. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, however, like I said this week. I mean, like Danny said earlier, this is go-home show week, however. You've got to do something in Detroit this week to really wow the audience. Mm-hmm, certainly. So, Fonzie, your take, your take on this on this development? Yeah, agree with Danny and JD. Okay. And also, by the way, uh, also I have this to say as well. <laughs> <laughs> I 
talking about Piper. I'm watching a good moment of Piper's right now. Old Portland wrestling from Don Owens territory. Of course, uh, one of the messenger moments of the day, I did mention it here yesterday, of course, after we heard about the sad, sad uh, uh, passing of Harley Race. Uh, WWE posted a two, two and a half minute video on their, uh, I guess sometime yesterday, of, uh, of a match that Harley Race had against Kerry Von Erich. And JD, I did confirm it was in 1982. I uh, oh, went back and wow. It was, it was okay. between Carrie Von. It was between Carly Rice and Carrie Von Eric from WCCW. That's about right. Yep. And on the best on all Danny, Chad will tell you we had a very, we had a very, we had a very special guest last night. Yes. Uh, yeah, Danny. We um, had a very, very unique, uh, very unique gentleman uh, around. And you got to thank the Iceman here for attention here. Uh, and I'm getting that echo again. Uh, yep. <laughs> anyway, um, the of course um, the man who calls it down the middle, uh, as 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 he of course has described himself, also also the one who was a former WCW NWA referee refereed some I think in WWF back in the day. Yeah, he did. And also, also, and also, I'm sorry. And also, of course, also well known as the man behind RVD and Sabu in ECW. I'm talking about Bill Fonzie Alfonso. Wow. And he got him on here in Wolfpack last night. I oh, he, he, had, he had some stories last night, Danny. I mean, we were laughing to beat the band. I mean, it was good. He said he had wow. to say he, he is going to try to make it back sometime before the year's out. I'm going to try to get him back on again at some point before the year's oh, out. Oh, that'd be rad. Oh, he was on with us for what, Chad, what, about a half hour or 35 minutes, would you say? I would think so, yeah. He was on there, even though we did have several technical issues. Uh, uh, JD Stone can get in the way of his phone. Uh, yeah. I don't know <laughs> I'll admit that. Yeah, I did play a part in it. I'll admit that, yes. <laughs> but I mean, he yeah. was some, but the yeah, stories he Harley. had last night, of, I mean, it was, some of them were just some really good stories, like Paul Heyman and, uh, like I said, RVD and Sabu were good. And it was, it was entertaining. We had a good time last night. Nice. We, we, we certainly did. And like I said, back in sometime in November or December, I think we were going. He has said he would try his best to get yes. back on. He say he try to make it back. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, All uh, right. Uh, so, by the way, uh, if you haven't had an opportunity to, if, if anyone here's got Instagram, uh, you can actually follow him there. And actually, I did that last. Yeah. Time. So. Uh, yeah, uh, he, he's a great follow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, tremendous. Uh, he has some good stories, especially about with Piper and Harley Race. He has some great stories. Yes, he did. Oh. He had some real good ones last night. I mean, I mean, he talked yeah. about how, especially especially one with the Gator Piper. I mean, that one was absolutely too funny for words to describe. Yeah, it's on. It's, it's on. Go back to listen yeah. to yeah. last night, Danny. You'll hear the the interview there. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I'll, I'll have to check that out uh, when I got some off time. Um, there's this uh, photo floating around the net. And it it was of uh, the Heenan family from back in WWF uh-huh. with uh, me with uh, me and Gene Oakland, uh, the, the Heenan family. And oh, the Heenan. 
yeah, I mean, it's an awesome picture, but then you realize, man, everybody in that photo is dead. <laughs> Harley, Bobby, um, uh, Ravishin Rick Rude, Dino oh, Bravo. Like, oh, my God. Wow. The old Survivor, you know, Survivor Series. I, I yes. know what you're talking about. I've seen that. Yes. Yeah. I saw that picture. Yeah. That's been floating around I mean, all day. Yeah. It's it's an uh, epic photo, but then the gravity of the situation hits you. You know, it's like, oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I mean, you ex- you would expect a photo like that to be from, like, the 70s. And, I mean, yeah, it is from the 80s. I mean, it's not that far off. But, I mean, I would expect something like that to be out of the 60s or, or the early 70s or something. But, no, nah, that was uh, the late 80s. And, and then fast forward, and now it's like, man, you know. I mean, just the individual tragedies and, and stuff like that, you know. Man, it, yeah, it just makes you really grasp the the situation and stuff, and bad. So, but but it is an awesome, awesome photo. Some legends, uh, bad. You know, a, a nice piece of wrestling history right there, and something something that really should be celebrated. You know. And I believe it or not, I actually comment on. I don't know what, what, where I, last I saw this picture was earlier this evening. I actually made a comment about this picture saying that's the scene right now in wrestling heaven, right there. That it right, is. Right there. Yeah, that right there. Yeah, yes. And he said, you, you noticed, you noticed a lot what I said. That was from Survivor Series. And you mm-hmm. see, up in heaven, up in heaven, they're true survivors. All right about that? Yeah. Yes. There you go. I. I I hope they're up there in the in the big arena in that sky. And man, they're up up there. Man, Mean Gene's got that microphone. He's bringing in Harley. Man, Harley's cutting a killer promo right now, getting ready for his match. So, you know, you know who it is? It's mean. It's Mean Gene. How are on the mic? However, how are? And it's also Gordon Soley. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know you Gordon Soley's calling that match. Yep, and Grill Watson is just sitting back there enjoying every minute of it with Bobby the Brain. He and Howard at the Primetime Studios. Mean Gene's backstage. Mean Gene's backstage. Mean Gene's backstage, but Gorilla and uh, Gordon are calling the action right there. And Bobby Heenan's the third wheel. Yeah, but uh, Bobby is actually not having enough energy, guys, to do both commentating and managing. He's also wearing his weasel suit because, however, a lot of people are like, giving hell for it. Yeah. yeah. yeah the, the warrior made sure of that. He got up oh, there. yes. Yes. And if not Warrior, if not Warrior Piper. <laughs> yeah, or probably, uh, um, who knows, probably, probably Randy Savage. That'd be funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can yeah. see that. Yeah. I can definitely see that. Yeah. You know, Randy's got to make a run in. Yeah. Yes. Oh, man, I want to um, see that match. Man. I, I want to see that happen, man. Absolutely. Um, well, well, guys, guys, based, based upon that, um, hmm, let's see, I've done a lot of those already. Uh, you know what? I actually got a, say, a little bit of a, Hmm. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. While we while we got uh, several here on the line, I would like to invite to to take part in this uh, if they if they feel up to it. And I'm sure you're going to be wondering 
What in the mm-hmm. world is he going to do now? What is he going to do now? Well, mm-hmm. well, first I'm first I'm on da- I, first I'm on dance around with the pants on. No, no, that, that that's JD by the way. Hey, hey. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, but we we don't want to know that. Anyway, uh, oh no, that, that's not a good one. Um, how about here, guys? We 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 actually get into some hardcore, one hundred percent wrestling trivia questions. Uh, yeah, everybody here, JD, Bronzy, and uh, Danny. I would like the three of y'all to take part. Uh, All right. Uh, Fonzie, definitely, definitely, man, I would love, I would love for you to take part in this. Uh, so, and of course, and of course, and of course, like, I said, uh, hey, Chad. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I had to cut it short. Um. Uh huh. Uh. I haven't eaten all day, so uh, my dad made nice dinner tonight, and I didn't eat it. Now uh, I feel like I want to eat, or else you know I'll be like dizzy. I'll be in a freaking hospital because lightheaded. And so I'm just having a. I was having a little fun tonight, uh, celebrating. 13 years with my grandfather who passed away. It'll be tomorrow. And like I said, um, you know, it's just like, holy heck, 30, 13 years already? It, it fly. It flew. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my good friends, too, another thing, one of my good friends used to be a we always call we always call each other Mayor Brookline. Well, his anniversary is tomorrow too. Twenty seven twenty one years tomorrow. Um, he he was thirty seven years old and he just turned fifty eight. His son just turned twenty one. Um yeah, it's been twenty one years with my friend who got, you know, his brains splattered with the, with the, um, with the meter, parking meter, one of those big parking heavy meters where you put the coins, that big black thing, you know, they uh, smashed his head and his head was all over the sidewalk and they pronounced him dead at the scene. So, yeah. Then my other friend, like we said, just like we just said, with the niece of the, uh, John F. Kennedy, my friend um, died of alcohol. Uh, he was 29 years old. They didn't turn 30 yet. His anniversary is on the 6th, which is on the Tuesday of August 6th. So, yeah, but uh, I'm a little grieving, but I, I'm, you know, I was just celebrating because uh, with my grandfather, 
We used to listen to Time Music, uh, Dean Martin, all the kinds of other, you know, music, you know. And like I said, I was laughing with, you know, Sanford and Son and, you know, stuff like that because when I was a little kid, they, he watched me. And he taught me how to do polka in Italian dance. It's an Italian dance called polka. So he taught me how to do that. Uh, he let me try to do, uh, you know, what's it called? It, uh, uh, JD, one of those, like, uh, accordion. That's it. I tried to do the accordion. I didn't, you know, I did okay, but uh, it was just hard. It was just hard. So, yeah, was, I was yep. just grieving and celebrating with, yeah, with my mom's dad who's going to be 13 tomorrow. So, and like I said, um, sorry, I have to cut a short because um, now I want to eat something I haven't eaten all day since yesterday. In the afternoon, okay. so it's been like 24 hours. I haven't ate one thing. So, yeah. But um, like I said, I'm sorry I have to cut short, and sorry I came a little late. But I enjoyed uh, with Danny. You know, you're the man, Dan. So. Um, hey, thanks, Fozzy. Yeah. So, I, um, like I said, I hope everybody has a Great weekend coming up, and uh, hopefully, hopefully the Monday Night Raw from Pittsburgh, PPG, uh, former Console Energy Center. Uh, hopefully, they will have a big, nice show on Monday night. Hopefully, but like I said, I doubt it. And Tuesday they go to Detroit Rock City. A little, little, uh, little Caesars. So for SmackDown, I don't think SmackDown was shit last week, and I think Monday Night Raw was okay, but it could have been a little bit better. But like you said, Danny, I hope Seth Rollins don't show up because how he was bleeding in the mouth. And you know, I never seen a, I never seen like that in in years. Um, that was a brutal. He should be this man with the the title, and fire his ass. I would if I was Vince. Yeah, you know, this is this is almost like a tragedy, and. Yeah, like you said, Danny, I don't know if Becky Lynch was there or not um, on Monday night when that happened. I think she was in the hotel, and I don't know. It, that's something strange, too, because she was not there when that happened. And uh, I don't know if they haven't let her come that night or, you know, I have no idea. So I hope Seth Rollins don't show up. That will be, be a miracle he shows up. Seriously. All that F5 he took right on the chair, right on the freaking uh, 
you know, you know, everything, you know. But um, like I said, I'm sorry, Chad, I cut, I cut short. But like I said, I hope everybody has a great weekend. And hopefully we'll have a great Monday night show. And like I said, Detroit Rock City, then hopefully the NXT takeover will be okay in Toronto. So like I said, I hope everybody has a good weekend. Chad, thank you for letting me come on. And I'm sorry if I cut short. Um, so I will hopefully we'll get together again, maybe Tuesday or Monday when you come when we do uh, the Monday Night Raw. So, JD, yep. keep it going, buddy. I uh, hope you have a nice weekend. Danny, I hope you have a nice weekend, and hopefully the weather over there is nice and here. Yeah, you know, it's pretty good. And, <laughs> and Chad, I hope the weather is down near the North Carolina. So, yeah, like I said, thank you, Chad. Sorry I have to cut you short, and hopefully you have a great weekend down in North Carolina, and hopefully we'll talk soon. Good night, Fozzie. All right, thank you very much, sir, Of course, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, of course, that was indeed, of course, the heartbreak kid, Fozzie, here. uh, uh, for, uh, for for coming on here with us here, uh, coming on here with us here tonight for episode seven of six, of course, of Revolution. Uh, <clears throat> and now, well, JD and Danny, we'll go ahead and get started here. And if we, t- and of course, we'll probably now take it past eleven o'clock. We'll go a little bit longer, and and uh, that being a Friday night, you know, we can just blow off some steam. Um, I was, we were hoping to hear, like, we were hoping to hear, of course, from the. With her son possibly getting prepared for school here soon, she probably did not have an opportunity to, uh, to, to come on here. So, uh, hopefully, we'll get to hear from her, of course, here next week. And, of course, stay safe out there. And, of course, we do wish good luck to her son. Next big thing, Caleb Dodds, of course, as he starts out, he's starting the earliest I've ever heard anybody ever start, start school. Uh, so, <laughs> but uh, very interesting indeed. Uh, J- uh, JD, we'll start with you here. Uh, JD, you still here with us? By the way, uh, JD, ready to go? Okay, there he is. Okay, you you have the first question here, and there's a bunch of them, but we will, we will we'll probably do about maybe close to maybe half of these uh, tonight, and maybe the other half next week. Um, first question I have for you, JD, and you have four choices here, of course. Stop coughing now, and I'll ask you the question. Which of the following four wrestlers was never a member of DX? Billy Gunn, China, Ken Shamrock, or X Pac? Ken Shamrock. And yes, sir, you are you are correct there. You are correct there indeed. And of course, later on, uh, and of course, Fonzie's also says he had to go get something to eat as well. Um, and of course, he said he had to cut something short, but of course, that's what she said. <laughs> okay. you, didn't, you didn't hear that from me. All right, Danny, here's your question. Okay. Who was the first 
undisputed champion. And I'm assuming she's talking about possibly WWE, WWE, whatever. Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho, Steve Austin, or Triple H? It is my pick to be your first AEW World Heavyweight Champion, the undisputed man himself, Chris Jericho. And you are correct, sir. It was, in fact, Jericho. All right. All right, J.D., here is yours. Um, All right. Now, now here you only have two choices, but listen very carefully. Which of the following two superstars made their main roster debut in the WWE first? Was it Kevin Owens or Finn Balor? What was the question? I'm sorry. Which one of these two wrestlers made their main roster debut in the WWE first? Kevin Owens or Finn Balor? KO. And you're right, it was Kevin Owens. All right. Number four, Danny, listen very carefully. Which of the following four, which of the following four former wrestlers, there you go, okay, is the father of Bo Dallas and Bray Wyatt? Is it Blake Beverly, Ted DiBiase, IRS, or Virgil? That would be IRS, Mr. Mike Rotunda. You are correct, sir. And, of course, as I said before. Well, I think we'll go in the Hall of Fame next year. He has to. Well, he needs to. With Ted DiBiase in there, Ted DiBiase's got to induct him. Ted mm-hmm. DiBiase, one of his kids, got to induct Okay. All right. Uh, <clears throat> JD, here is your next. Here is your question. Which okay. of the following four wrestlers? Let me rephrase this. Which of the following four wrestlers did John Cena debut against? Was it Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, or The Undertaker? Kurt Angle. Yes, sir. That was indeed Kurt Angle. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Danny, this is going to be pretty interesting. Which, okay. which, one, which one of the two McMahon children is the oldest, Stephanie or Shane? Shane is the oldest. Yes, sir, you are correct. It wasn't, in fact, Shane. He's going to get his ass handed to him at SummerSlam. And Stephanie reminds me of my sister. Huh. Okay. Why why, why does she think she's hot? Whoa! Definitely not. But no, just the way she acts and... The, the way she carries herself reminds me so much of Stephanie McMahon. It's ridiculous. I, I know she'll be here on Monday, however, with uh, Hunter and them doing the Connor Secure thing again, I think, for the Children's Hospital. They always do it every time they come to Pittsburgh. I think they have a bunch of superstars show up. I think they're going to probably have, I would think, this week. They might have Becky, maybe Seth. Seth was there the last time. Becky was there. Natty. Alexa's usually there, however the Children's Hospital here in Pittsburgh. So they always they always have a good turnout for that Children's Hospital benefit. Like I say, it's really cool, though, when they do that in Pittsburgh. Every time they come to Pittsburgh, they usually do the Children's Hospital thing. Very good indeed. Nice. Thank you, J.D. And, and J.D., you, this is your question here. Which season of NXT did Daniel Bryan debut in? One, two, three, or four? One. You got it. It's a bad one. Okay. 
<clears throat> Danny, listen very, very carefully to this one. This is an old, this, this, this goes back a little ways, but listen very carefully. Now okay. we're just talking about, we're just talking about WWF slash WWE here in this case. So don't think about anything outside of that. In this mm-hmm. okay. How many championships in the WWF slash WWE did Hulk Hogan win? Four, five, six, or seven? Okay, uh, hold on. WWF slash WWE, that's all. That's the only one. Four times. Four times, okay. Actually, it was six. Oh, I must have missed a couple. Yeah, I must have missed a couple reigns there then. Yeah, there you go, uh, JD, here's your question. This is going back a little ways here, too. Okay. Who was Mark Henry's first official match against? Was it Jeff Jarrett, Owen Hart, Jerry the King Lawler, or Savio Vega? I'm going to say Savio Vega. It was Jerry Lawler. I've that, darn it. Okay, Danny, listen to this very carefully. I'm sure you remember the... Uh, the infamous faction known as the Ministry of Darkness. I'm sure you heard of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Which of the following four superstars was never a part of the Ministry of Darkness? Was not in it. Listen very carefully to your choices. Bradshaw, Edge, Kane, or Midian? Kane. You got it. It was Kane. Yeah. All right, uh, all right, JD. Uh, what year did Ric Flair officially retire from WWE? 06, 07, 08, or 09? 08. It was 08. That's right. I remember they, did, they started doing a storyline between Shawn Michaels and Batista after this happened, which I thought was fighting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, uh, Danny, listen to this one very quickly. This is going back a little ways here, too. How many times did Jeff Jarrett win the Intercontinental title? Five, six, seven, or eight? I think he's a five-time Intercontinental champion. It was actually, he was a six-time. Oh, so close. That's okay. Hey, hey, at least you find out something. I was going to guess five, too, because that sounded right to me. Okay. All right, JD. Which of the following four wrestlers did Mr. Fuji never manage? Okay. Andre the Giant, British Bulldog, Crush, or Jim Neidhart? Andre. You're right. It was that's right. He never managed Andre. Okay, Danny. Listen very carefully. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Andre. How many WrestleMania matches did Andre have? Four, five, oh. six, seven. Um, I'm not sure, but I think it might have been five. So I'm going to go with five. You're close. It was six. Ah, dang. Okay. But you remember, remember I think it was that the first one, I think it was him and uh, Big John Yeah, Stud. it was him and Stud, the 15 grand yes. slam match. And yeah. In WrestleMania 2, it was the Battle Royal. 
Number three, it was him and Hulk Hogan. Number yeah, four, was him and him Hogan, Hogan again. Which, of course, they eliminated each other from that tournament. Number five, I think, wasn't that him and uh, Jake Roberts? And I think Big John Studd was the referee. Yep. Yeah. Six, and six was and the last four. one. He was Haku. Yeah, was it? They lost the tag titles and back to demolition. I think it was. So, yep. yeah. And that was so. his last, because he would pass away a few years later. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but 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 good job here. Hey, hey guys, we're finding out different things with doing these questions anyway. Some stuff I didn't even know that either. So there you go. So, all right, JD, JD, listen very carefully. Who right. was John? Who was John Cena's first pay-per-view opponent? Was it Benoit, Christian, Eddie Guerrero, or Chris Jericho? Jericho. It was Jericho. Oh. Okay, uh, Danny, listen to this one very carefully. Out of these four, out of, out of the following four choices here, which of these following four folks never managed Shawn Michaels? Which of the following four people never managed Shawn Michaels? Was it Jose Lothario, Sonny, Sensational Sherry, or Luna Vachon? I think it was Luna Vachon that never managed him. It was, it, believe it or not, it, it was Sonny never managed him. Oh, that's right. Okay. Luna Vachon did. Okay. Resume and nine. Luna Vachon did. Yeah. Okay. That, right, that, that sounds right. Yeah. Because remember, of course, I think they, 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 they kept saying that Shawn Michaels and Sonny had a clean or something at one point. I think yeah. I an urban legend about that, JD. Uh, yep, I remember hearing that story. Yes, I do remember hearing that story. Yes. Okay. All right, JD, we're back to you here. Which right. Which WrestleMania saw the first ever women's championship match? Number one, number three, number nine, or number eleven? What was the first women's match? Women's championship match. The first WrestleMania: Wendy Richter and Lonnie Kai. That's the one. There you go. That's it. Which was a great match. That was a terrific match indeed. Okay. Danny, listen to this one very carefully. Who was the third member of the Legion of Doom? Now, yes, there was a third there was a third member. Right. And no, and no, JD, pull your pants back. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Listen to this very carefully. Who was the third member of the Legion of Doom, Danny? Was it Anarchy, Chaos, Puke, or Scavenger? He, he's he's going to puke. He's going to puke. And you got it. And he, he got paralyzed, too. Man. He was a great guy. Yeah. You or are. Denver Bronco football superstar. Me. Uh, and uh, and and JD's and, and by the way, Danny, I have an, also another announcement to make concerning JD. JD, I've got to tell him this. Please uh, do. But, uh, JD is now the official mayor of the island of beautiful men. Yes. <laughs> I was named this, I was named that title earlier today, and yeah, I have uh, my chapter to roll with it too, shall we say? Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and he yeah. wears the golden thong. <laughs> hey, hey, when you're royalty, you gotta. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Yep. 
I think it is JD's turn. Okay, JD, here yep. we go. What was the name of Ken Shamrock's sister? Amy, Debbie, Mandy, or Ryan? Ryan. And you're correct. Was she also known as Symphony in WCW? Uh, yeah. If I, just, yeah, the, the maestro. The, the maestro, yeah, Symphony. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. He's doing a podcast nowadays. You're hearing it? You know yeah, that? he is. I've heard a little bit of it. It's, it's pretty good, actually. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, okay, Danny. Danny, we're still we're going a, still going a little bit. All right. Which of the following four nicknames did Owen Hart never use? There, he used a lot of nicknames. Which one of these four did he not use? The Black Heart, the King of Hearts, the Lost Heart, or the Rocket? The Lost Heart. That would have been a pretty interesting uh, um, nickname for him, you know? Yeah. yeah. But instead of maybe doing the black heart, maybe do that one instead. Since he was mm-hmm. the only thing he didn't leave. Yeah. But you, Danny, you are correct. It was, in fact, he, he never used the lost heart. Okay, JD, listen to this. Think about this one very carefully. Which of the following two superstars has had more world champion, has won more world championships? Let me rephrase that. Which of the following two superstars has won more world titles? Listen very carefully. Batista or The Rock? Who's had more what again? Sorry. World title wins. I'm going to say Batista. Believe it or not, it's The Rock. I, I did it for The Rock, which, by the way, came out with the new Hobbs and Shaw movie today. What's your name? Is Neil and Bob, or is that like what you do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Danny, you remember Ford Fairlane, Andrew Dice Clay? Yes. Yeah, that, that's that's I've seen that movie. I just watched oh, it a couple weeks ago, actually. A lot of people said that, that movie was a flop. Did you know that? Some people didn't I like the that part movie. whenever what was it, Gilbert Coffey was on his shock jock, however, and uh, he gives him shit the whole time. Yeah. yeah. I, I like uh, Ed O'Neill plays a detective, but he used oh, to be the... Oh, he busts himself yes. badly. Hey, here, here we go. Who's oh, here it is. I'm going to play the clip right now. I found no, it. No, 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 no. J.D., save it for the end. Save it for the end. <laughs> oh, okay, he wants to play it now. Okay. All right. Mr. Rock and Roll Detective Boogie his way in here. Anybody? Uh, he uh, discovered the body, sir. Oh, Fairlane, please confess. I'll do the execution myself. Nice tie, Lieutenant Anus, sir. Are you calling me an <laughs> asshole, asshole? I'm calling you an anus, anus, but if you prefer... <laughs> you think you're so hot because you get in all the clubs, huh? Just because you have sex with great-looking women. You think you're so hot just because you broke the Ensenada tape piracy ring. You gotta admit, those are all pretty good reasons. Get the fuck out of here, jerk-off. Jerk-off? <laughs> you're a jerk-off. That's what I think of you. No, that's what I call you because you are a jerk off. Yeah. Booty time. Booty time. Across the U.S. Okay, who's turn was it? It's me now. Okay. All right, Danny. When did when did the uh, feud between Vince McMahon and Donald Trump happen? Was it WrestleMania 20, 21, 22, or 23? 
um, I think that was WrestleMania 23. And you would be correct, sir. And by oh, the way, wow. I was... yeah, Battle of the Billionaires, that's it. But I will go ahead and tell you, of course, in Bulldog DVD sells a variety of quick plug. I do have a copy of that for $1. So there you go. <clears throat> and it's in a nice little tin case, by the way. Has yeah. not been worn. There you go. So, uh, so really pretty new, if you think about it. Now, JD, this one, if you don't get this one right, you're going to probably kick yourself in the anus. Okay, but listen to this very carefully. How many world championships has Kurt Angle won? Five, six, seven, or eight? Six. And you're correct. It is six. Uh, excuse me. We're looking for six. Rifle. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. All right, uh, Danny. Here we go with the next one here. Okay. What was what was Eddie Guerrero's final pay per view? Was it Unforgiven, No Mercy, Taboo Tuesday, or Survivor Series from 2005? I do believe that would be No Mercy. Um, it, it, it was very right. close to around Survivor Series time, but I think it was No Mercy, if I'm not mistaken. And you're correct, sir. I think that was when he wrestled the T-Stop thing in the title match. Yes. Yes. And yes, I think his last, and where I pulled for by Ryan, was his last match was a Survivor Series qualifying match to get into the Survivor Series before we sadly lost him, of course, right beforehand. And I think he was replaced with uh, JBL. Or Orton. Mm -hmm. no, I'm sorry, it was Orton, I think. It was Orton or it was JBL? It was Orton or I'll JBL. have to go back. I have to go back and uh, look that up then. Yeah, but I know he was. I know it was one of. I know Mysterio was already in it. I think Lashley was already in it. Uh, I want to say Chris Masters was already. In it. No way. What was Chris Masters on SmackDown at that time, or was he on Raw? I was. They were SmackDown guys. Okay, right, but so, but it either had to have been I know Wharton and JBL were on it. It had to have been one of those three guys, one of those two that replaced Eddie. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. um, unfortunately, my last uh, memory of Eddie Guerrero on TV was that SmackDown where uh, Mr. Kennedy really cleaned his clock with that chair. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, and then, and then, of course, uh, and then, of course, Mr. Kennedy saying to him. Booty time, booty time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, JD, uh, are you back with us, JD? No, I'm not. All right, Danny, you're going to get another freebie here, so listen very carefully. Okay. Right. How many WrestleMania matches did Stone Cold Steve Austin have? Five, six, seven, or eight? How many WrestleMania matches? Yes, that's correct. Five, six, seven, or eight. Um, I think it might have been. Uh, I think it was seven because um, he wasn't around in two thousand because uh, Rikishi did it for the people. He did it for the Rock. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to guess seven. Seven. Okay. 
And you are correct, sir. It was, in fact, seven. Of course, his yeah, first I one, I think, Oh, I'm sorry. I think his first one oh. was, when, when did not WrestleMania 12 when he wrestled Savio Vega? I think it was. was the first one he did. I'm trying to remember if his first one was under the ringmaster gimmick, but I'm not sure. Well, then my bank of Ted DiBiase was managing him at the time. I remember that. I remember Ted DiBiase was managing him during that match against Savio Vega. Yeah, so it might have been under the ringmaster. Yeah, okay. And because I remember that, the, I know that the referee got knocked out, and then all of a sudden, somehow DiBiase and Austin knocked out Savio Vega, and then Ted DiBiase grabbed somebody's drink from the audience, and he's threw it right in the referee's face, tried to get him to wake up. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, one, two, three, and boom. Okay. JD, are you back with us? Well, Danny, you get another freebie here, bud. Here's, 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 all, all right, right. yeah. Okay, there he is. There he is. Okay. JD, JD, are you back? Yep. Okay, there he is. All right, JD, I'm going to give you the next two because I gave Danny two of them since you had to walk okay. out for a second. Okay, so you get, next two are going to be yours. So, Danny, just sit tight for a second while I go and get these taken care of. All right. All right, JD, listen very carefully. Right. At what event? At what event did the Undertaker debut? SummerSlam '90, Survivor Series '90, Survivor Series '91, or Tuesday in Texas? Survivor Series '90. That would be correct. Seems the Galvez Luther. Oh yes, that's right. Uh, JD, here's your question. How many, and speaking of SummerSlam, I hope that, and of course, this one right here was no scam, as JD has called I have this called year. Scam, yes. but, 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 of course, ones in the past have truly earned the, the moniker SummerSlam. But anyway, here's the question. How many, uh, how many SummerSlam matches did Shawn Michaels have? Eight, nine, ten, or eleven? Ten. He had ten. Actually, he only had nine. Okay. All right, Danny, we'll go back to you here. We're going back old school okay. again. Okay. Which of the following two wrestlers has had more championships, I guess, overall, not just world, but just any of the belts, I guess you can say. That I guess the best way I could say it. Um, okay. But you, but you know what I'm but you know what I'm talking about. Um uh, mm -hmm. Which of the following two superstars has had more championships, period? Owen Hart or Jeff Jarrett? I think Owen Hart. Believe it or not, Jeff Jarrett did. Oh, wow. Okay. And you know what? What got me was at, when Jeff Jarrett got inducted, was, mm -hmm. I think it was, uh, it, was, it was last year when Jeff Jarrett got inducted. Or this year. Yeah. Uh, last year. Last year. But you know what? My What got me, and I actually went back and saw this, that him and Mark Henry both got choked up saying, and I think I'm, they were trying to make WWE listen because the fans already were already saying this out loud. They both were immediately heading up that, heading up that you know, list of folks who want to see Owen Hart in the Hall of Fame. Count me I'm in that. Well, let me and tell you something. And, and hopefully this next year they'll put him in. But let me tell you something. If, 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 if that push by two men who knew Owen Hart well and wrestled with him, 
Plus, also his own brother even trying to push to get something going, and also the fans trying to push all that. I mean, what would what would go more heavenly to you if you had Bret Hart, Jeff Jarrett, Mark Henry, and a list of fans and so many fans all around the world pushing to put Owen Hart in there, and then and and then and then what would have more strength, that or the voice of his widow? Which one would have more strength? I would think the fans and 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 the wrestlers. I mean, obviously, I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, if, you, if Martha, if Martha Hart really did care, and JD, I'm sure you've been very vocal about this. If if she actually cared about all that, you know, and and she would truly realize that Owen Hart deserves some sort of credibility in what he did in the ring. Yes, what 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 was done was wrong. Yes, WWE should pay for that, and they have paid for it. But the thing about it is, my personal opinion, he needs to be honored. His brother's been in there twice. He, Jim Neidhart, mm-hmm. in the Bulldog and Pillman, he's been in there and he's been in there. Those three guys need to get in there. Okay. Yes. Uh, yes, let me see. Uh, JD, I think it's your turn. Okay. Uh, JD, the first ever hardcore champion was one of these four men. The big boss man, Crash Holly, Hardcore Holly, or Mankind? Crash Holly. It was actually Mankind. Remember, Vincent Man, I think, gave him uh, that's a, Yeah, that's a... yeah. Okay, J.D., are you down about that? Okay. J.D., you okay. all right? Yeah. Yeah, You all right? Yeah. You, 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 yeah. you sound a little bit Okay. Okay, Danny, here is your question. What year okay. what year did Gold Dust make his debut? Ninety four, ninety five, ninety six, or ninety seven? I do believe it was nineteen ninety six. Nineteen ninety six. Actually it was in ninety five. Oh man. Okay. All right, JD. Listen very carefully. This is an old book. I might have a good answer to this. Which of the following two tag teams broke up first? The British Bulldogs or the Hart Foundation? I am going to say the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs broke up first. And you're correct, sir. What was the Bulldogs? All right, uh, all right, Danny. Let's be very careful. Which, okay. Which of the following four pay per views was The Rock's first ever pay per view? Yeah. What was The Rock's first ever pay per view? Was it King of the Rings, 96, SummerSlam 96, Survivor Series 96, or WrestleMania 4? That would be the Survivor Series of 1996. You're correct, so it is right. Okay, uh, JD, at what wrestling show did Macho Man come out of retirement? SummerSlam 90, SummerSlam 91, Survivor Series 91, or Tuesday in Texas? SummerSlam 91. It was actually Tuesday in Texas. Okay, Danny. Now this one very Which of the following four titles 
has the mid never defended and here's another funny okay. little clip for you guys. Okay, well, all right, JD was playing. All right. Well, okay. Get that one. What was it? I'll play it again here. You're going to love it. Chinese theater. Go back to Michigan and his wife. Oh, we're from Wisconsin. Yeah, and I'm from my dad's penis. Get out of here. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Um. Uh, wait, Danny, this is your question. Yeah, okay. Okay, Danny. Which of the following four titles has the Miz never defended at WrestleMania? The tag titles, the U.S. title, the Intercontinental title, or the WWE title? Hmm. I don't think he's ever defended the United States Championship at WrestleMania. And you are correct, sir. It was the U.S. title he's never defended there. Okay. All right, J.D., I think you might know this one, but let's, let's see. what let's, see. Let, 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 let's test that. Let's test the man's mind right here. He can be Okay. J.D. Ric Flair made his WWF WWE debut in what year? 1990, 91, 92, or 93? 91. And you are correct, sir. It is, in fact, 91. All right. All right. I'm sorry to cut you off there, but unfortunately, this is going to have to be my uh, last question because uh, the time is kicking on me. And I got to be up early for a meeting tomorrow at work. Big, huge meeting. It's going to be really fun. So, yeah. So, unfortunately, this, this is going to have to be the last one. And I got to cut on out for the week. Okay. No no problem there at all. We'll make this the last one. We'll save the rest for next week. Because actually, all right. like, believe it or not, this is, this is, this is actually this is be number 36 we did out of 50 questions. So, we'll save the other Oh, four. wow. We'll save the other 14 for next week. We'll have a little something Ex- here. Okay. Excellent. Okay, Danny, here you go right here, bud. Uh, this is a good way. And, J.D., I'm going to have one more for you before we cut out for the night. That's well. right. Okay. All right, uh, Danny, here we go. Which of the following four superstars was never managed by Bobby the Brain Heenan? Was it Hercules, Paul Orndorff, Rick Rude, or the Warlord? Um. Wow, funny, we were just talking about the Heaney family, um, but that would be the Warlord. And you are correct. I think he was managed by Slick. I'm not too much mistaken. Or, I, I think he might have been managed by Mr. Fuji, but I'm not sure. I think it was in the powers of pain he was, but I think also later on, I think Slick may have also managed him too, I think. Yes, yeah, that sounds kind of familiar. But um. Okay. All right, Chad, uh, thank you very much for having me on. It's a pleasure as always to be on here, hopefully every Friday. Let's hope that uh, I don't have any more uh, technical difficulties like I did last week. But, um, J.D., have fun yep. at Raw. At least I hope you will. have fun at Raw. I hope so, uh, yeah, but I will be yeah, calling in on me. Monday night. You yeah, because trust me, I know all too well. Yeah. You know? 
I mean, Christmas raw over here. But, uh, yeah, let's, let's hope these go-home shows are awesome. You know the NXT go-home show is going to be awesome. And then next weekend, after yeah. this uh, next show, we got a huge weekend of wrestling coming on. Now, NXT and SummerSlam, and, and for me, it's going to be a payday weekend, so I'm going to have extra fun, and I cannot wait. So um, with that being said, guys, um, have a great uh, weekend and have a great wrestling week, and we'll be back here next week to do it all over again. All right, Danny, you have yourself a terrific weekend as well. Uh, be safe out there, and, of course, keep uh-huh. checking with us everything going on here. And also keep on checking our Bulldog DVD sales page for more added on here really, really soon. And we'll hope to do some more business here with that coming up here very, very soon. Uh, sounds good, brothers. All right, man. I will talk to you guys next week. And I will actually I will see you guys on Facebook, you know, throughout the few days and all that. So um, you guys have a good one. Take care, Danny. We appreciate it, sir. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. Good night, guys. And have a good rest of the show. Have a good night. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. I think. I right. And ladies and gentlemen, that was, of course, uh, Danny from the Friday Night Delight, Danny from Oak Park here. And we'll hope to, we'll talk to him, of course, coming up here uh, next next week, of course, here on number 709 of Revolution. Already getting moving up here very, very quickly here, folks. Okay. J.D., this is going to be your little bit do this for the last one here before we close out right. for the night and the weekend. Uh, and I may not even need to even bother giving you any of the choices here of this, but I'm just going to ask, and I think we all know the answer to this. Which at which venue did the first WrestleMania take place? Madison Square Garden. Yeah, it was Madison Square Garden. Of course, of course, uh, your other choices were Caesar's Palace and the Nassau Coliseum and the Mid South Coliseum. So, and I will save this page right here and we'll do we'll do the we'll do the remaining uh, i think we have uh uh let me see here we have about 13 more to go we'll do the other 15 next week here of course with uh hopefully who will have more folks pop on here as well uh all right all right indeed uh, like i also want to thank the heartbreak kids ponzi for also joining us here as well uh, and also we did i did acknowledge that the human suplex machine john gross uh, did pop on to say hello. He'll be on with Raw Radio on Monday. And also, Mr. Matt Han Wells was also appeared on our live video feed from AWA US. We do thank him for coming on here as well. Uh, <clears throat> JD, anything else you wish to add before the uh, before we end it for the weekend? I'm sure we'll be able to talk about, of course, Monday on Raw Radio. Yes, definitely on Raw Radio this week, episode 201, if we get it going. We will talk about our takeover predictions. We'll talk about the SummerSlam, plus the Raw ratings and uh, thoughts of the show coming up in Pittsburgh this Monday, of course. Be sure to check that out. Also, we might talk a little NFL uh, upcoming season as well. However, next week, however, we will definitely give you our thoughts, however, as far as who we think in the college scene might be the teams to watch out for, mind you. So be sure to check that out. But we might get some college uh, NFL uh, talk this week as well. Also, ladies and gentlemen, of course, as Chad said, our a very emotional uh, day yesterday. And, of course, I'm sure we'll find out on Monday as we lay to rest, hopeful, uh, sad to say, 
I just want to say, hopefully, however, that I meant to say this in a, not a mean way, but hopefully they will honor him by doing a 10-bell salute to him on Monday night in Pittsburgh of the legendary eight-time World Heavyweight Champion, the King of Wrestling. No, not Jerry Lawler, although he is still the king in some circles, especially down in Tennessee, but the real king that for 30-some years, however, rocked the NWA, the WWE, the WWE, Worldwide Wrestling Federation, the WWWF, and of course the AWA, Handsome Harley Race. Absolutely, indeed. Uh, video, well, they pop, they put, was posted by WWE. A tribute video was earlier tonight on YouTube, of course, talking about well, that. Well, hopefully they play that again on, and if they play that again on, uh, like I said, this coming Monday night. And if they don't, shame on them. Shame on them. Well, I mean, if they, if and like I said, I agree with that. Uh, unless, of course, they, unless, of course, this, this was if this was the only thing they were planning on doing. I mean, you got to keep in mind that Harley Race is a very honored individual in the world of wrestling. If it wasn't for men like him, you would not have wrestling as it is today. Um, my own personal opinion. I'm sure JD would definitely agree with that 110. Um, percent But, but of course, like I said. They do that. They definitely do need to do that in some capacity. I'm sure JD will be telling us all this this coming Tuesday on Revolution, if whether or not they actually did that Monday or or not. Or, or not. But ladies and gentlemen, the Iceman is planning on being at the Raw at the Raw in Pittsburgh, of course, this coming Monday, and of course we'll have a good update from him, of course, next Tuesday night, of course, on number 707 of Revolution. On that note here, folks, I definitely want to thank once again the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, also the human, also a brief visit by the human suplex machine, John Gross. Also, got to give props to the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, and also uh, the Friday Night Delight, Danny from Oak Park. Uh, of course, like we said, we, we uh, I'm sure uh, uh, we did not get a chance to hear from the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, due to, of course, obviously, uh, she did mention to us last week that her son was going to be starting school a little bit early. Um, this, uh, I think probably this coming week, if I'm not too much mistaken, I think, I think, she I may think it's next Thursday night. Time. I think it's next Thursday, about a week from today, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So, so, so on that, so basically she's been tied up in trying to get that occupied in that prep for, I think his first day in high school. If I'm not too much I mistaken. So, so congrats. Great. Yep. And, good, and yeah. we want to wish him good luck. We definitely want to wish him good luck. It's already a 2018 WCWS Hall of Famer, and also here, ladies and gentlemen, a of course the holder of several of our belts in our trivia championship series, including the belt that of course he is cemented with, and that is the WCWS Junior Heavyweight Championship. With the belt, believe it or not, kind of belt with a picture of Brock Lesnar on it, as you saw it posted here on several of our pages. So yes, indeed. So uh, so good luck to, good luck with that, and hopefully, like I said, he might not be ch- get a chance to probably take part in any of our title challenges as much. But you know, as they say, family and of course, big more personal business has got to come president over, of course, of, of, of course, the fun stuff. But I mean, don't but don't get me wrong, the man is the young man is still a wrestling fan, and of course, we hope great things for him. Of course, throughout the school year. And W7US extends his extends our support for, of course, this young man, of course, uh, Caleb Dodds, and hopefully, like I said, he will, of course, succeed here in the next four years and all that. And of course, in case if something never happens, 
you know, MLD can be well assured, and I'm sure she already knows this, but I'm going to say it again, say it anyway, as JD is a witness here, that WWS has got Caleb's back for this whole tenure of high school, in my personal opinion. We've all been there. We all know it. Am I right about that? Yeah, there you go. So we all know it, indeed. So, But good luck to young Caleb here as he starts his big-time venture into the realm of high school. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, <clears throat> so on that note here, I do want to thank the Iceman, Jared DiGiolamo, once again. Uh, of course, a brief visit by the human suplex machine, John Bruce. Also, I want to thank the Heartbreak Kid, Ponzi, and the Friday Night Delight, Danny from Oak Park. Also, on our live video feed from AWA US tonight, I do also want to thank John again on that, and also Mr. Matt Hahn Wells, who did join us there for that here earlier in the night. Uh, also, several other folks joined us as well. I do want to thank Miss Della Sigler, a random post uh, post person, I guess you can say, JD, of, of a lot of our pages. Miss Della Sigler uh, posted, posted a lot of things. Uh, Mr. Josh Brusso. And Mr. Raymond Otis. Uh, so, uh, so we do thank them for joining us here tonight and watching in, and uh, and be sure to go back and take a listen to, of course, all of our shows here uh, as well this, from this past week, and and also from the past here indeed. But, ladies and gentlemen, from this week, I will also say, with the anniversary that came up, of course, came up two days ago, and I do want to thank the Iceman for reminding me about that because I just about forgot about. That. One episode we want to highlight is episode number 29 of Revolution from July 31st, 2015, which is the day that Roddy Roddy Piper sadly passed away. And again, as I talked about this earlier in the week, not only was it an episode in which we thought we talked about our favorite moments about Piper, it showed that we all stood united for a common cause. And of course, like I said, that's where obviously the term "united standing" in WCWS came from. Was pretty much high. Was pretty much the well-defined and well-highlighted that night. But you had myself, you had GTS, you had Michelle, you had Rhonda, you had JD, you had uh, JML, and you had Jeff. You had the original panel right there talking about what we love to talk about. And believe it or not, something Jeff talked about during that episode, I actually watched it a few months ago, the whole way through, and it was pretty interesting. I don't know, J.D., if you've seen it or not, but one of those stories they do about the, the celebrity ghost stories, I don't know if you've seen it or not, it was the one where they actually talked to uh, Roddy Piper not too long before he passed away. And he brought up some very vivid story, especially ones involving Adrian Adonis. I thought was very, very wicked indeed. So, uh, but it's a full episode of that. So it's on YouTube. I, I'm, humble, I'm hoping it's still on YouTube. Uh, but you definitely got to check that out. That was pretty unique, pretty intense and, and all that stuff. Uh, Piper got a little bit emotional. Piper was also laughing and carrying on like we always remember Piper to be. But it was a very interesting show there, Nick, if you ever saw that. It was downright interesting indeed. But uh, we thank you very much for Revolution Code 705 here tonight. Uh, 706, I'm sorry, 706, I'm sorry. Blipper time, J.D., mark that down for a blipper. Yep. 
Uh, thank you. <clears throat> and of course, don't forget tomorrow at six o'clock. Don't forget WWS Power Hour, in which I'll be running down through everything that went on in the radio network here this week, including, of course, uh, tomorrow's wrestling history and some wrestling news stories coming through, of course, from our friends at 411mania.com. <clears throat> if we have anything else that pops up here during the week, we will definitely keep you informed here of the mix as well. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, we'll and uh, give you a couple more quick plugs here. Don't forget our eBay store, Perpetual Unique Uniquity. Of course, internet retail for the eternally distinctive individual. Of course, don't forget men's, women's, and children's clothing, books, and other knickknacks, kiss, and other pieces of rock and roll memorabilia, uh, classic Hot Wheels cars, video games for the PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, Xbox 360, and PSP, of course, still for sale. And ladies and gentlemen, while they're state, while they're still last, ladies and gentlemen, DVDs, HD DVDs, and Blu-rays of your favorite movies, TV shows, and wrestling events. Of course, movies from all genres, from from, from children's to uh, science fiction to action to comedy to horror, you name it, it's there. So be sure to check it out there today. And speaking of DVDs, and remember, like I said, at Perpetual Uniquity, uh, eBay.com forward slash str forward slash perpetual uniquity p-e-r-p-u-t-a-l-u-n-i-q-u-i-t-y once again ladies and gentlemen it is in fact indeed internet retail for the eternally distinctive individual and also don't forget on uh, of course on facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash bulldog dvd sales and variety where of course we still have plenty of titles for sale here ladies and gentlemen we did. We have do have some copies of, of of some of these movies, but of course, all DVDs have been checked out and inspected personally by yours truly, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw. Of course, if they were not in any, if they were not in good shape, ladies and gentlemen, they would not be posted on the page. Of course, big time special going on right now, even as we speak. <clears throat> uh, like I said, between now and the end of the year, every single DVD, and of course, we even have a list with all Blu-rays in it. Not a whole lot of Blu-rays, but there's a few there. Um, that uh, every single DVD and Blu-ray listed on the group page here, uh, <clears throat> you can, uh, like I said, you'll be, you can, uh, if you see any that you're interested in, all of, all the titles, regardless if they're multiple sets or if they're single DVDs, are worth one dollar a piece between now and the end of the year. We have plenty of them for sale here, folks. So be sure to come check it out here today. Remember, at Bulldog DVD Sales and Variety. We take a bite out of the cost so you can enjoy your favorite selection. Be sure to check that out here today. For the Iceman, the Human Suplex Machine, as well as the Heartbreak Kid, Danny, the Friday Night Delight, and, of course, all of our guests from AWA US here tonight, Mr. WWS Champion, Chelsea. saying thank you very much for listening here this week to all of our shows. And, of course, I'll be back on with Power Hour tomorrow evening at 6 o'clock, 141-364-pound. And, of course, I will keep you informed as to where our live video feeds will be this coming Sunday, of course, during our uh, weekly promotion there indeed. And, of course, we look forward to what will be a big-time week here on Raw, especially, of course, with uh, Raw Radio, uh, of course, <clears throat> talking about what, what will take place here at the Monday Night Raw show in J.D.'s neck of the woods, Pittsburgh, where he'll be, of course, going to this coming Monday. So we'll be looking forward to hearing from that. Revolution episode 706 is a broadcast of the WCWS radio network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are four years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Folks, take care of yourself, brother. 
stay cool out there, stay dry if you can, wherever you are. Uh, and by all means, have a very enjoyable weekend. Uh, of course, like I said, some of the heat may still be around, so be a little bit careful. Yeah, I do got our phone in and out. ready to go. Thank you there, JD. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, by all means, like I said, be, be mindful of the weather wherever you are because it's going to be a, probably a wild and wacky uh, weekend of weather. Well, that's a bunch of W's all at one time. Uh, so be sure to listen in on that. Be sure to watch out for that very, very carefully. Don't go out unless you absolutely positively have to. In some cases, we all do. In some cases, we don't. But just, just be very, very careful out there, folks. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, remember, since 2015, you're a source for everything in the world of wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is the WCWS Radio Network. And now here is the Iceman with our closing theme for the, for the night and for the weekend. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.